Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachet Psachim, Tavchaf Aleph Amud Aleph, near the top of the Amud, about to begin our study of the second chapter, Perak Kol Sha'at, which as I mentioned several times, continues with the theme of the Isur of Chametz and broadens to the specific Isur of Hana'av, getting any benefit from Chametz. Here we go. Kol Sha'at any time that you are allowed to eat, you are allowed to feed it to your animals, to birds, you could sell it to a non-Jew, you can get any benefit from it, once the time has passed, you're not allowed to get any benefit, you can't use it to, as fuel in an oven, there's a second point. Rabbi Yudah says the only proper method of disposing of chametz is burning it. They say, no, you could even crumb it and throw it in the air and uh, let, let the wind take it or throw it into the sea. All right, let's go to the first line. Implying that any time that you're not allowed to eat it, you can't feed it. So I might need to look Rabbi Yehuda. This seems to go going against Rabbi Yehuda, as we saw a few daf earlier. We do have a time gap during which you're not allowed to eat umachil. You're still allowed to feed because you don't have to get rid of it till the end of the fifth hour. We saw this earlier in Mishnah Dalit in the first parak. So that means that this Mishnah follows Rav Meir as Rava challenged Rav Nachman earlier and Rav Nachman passing like Rabbi Yudah. Then the wording of the Mishnah is a little bit odd. As long as you're allowed to eat, it should have said simpler. Anytime that you eat, you feed. It's actually picking up on the third opinion of Rabbi That Chulin can be eaten only till the end of the fourth hour. Truma can be eaten in the fifth hour, so and then you burn it at the beginning of the sixth hour. This is what the Mishnah means. As long as a Kohen is allowed to eat it, if it's Truma, Israel Machil, then a Jew can, a regular Jew can feed Chulin the Beimelachayvel to his animals. And that's why the word Mutar is in there, to put that gap in. Now, Parenthetically, we mentioned behemah Why do I have to mention both behemah, a domesticated animal, and a chaya, which is a non-domesticated animal? Tzricha, the answer is I need both. The itana behemah, if it only taught me that I could feed a behemah, the mishari chazile, because an animal, the behemah is around the courtyard. If he leaves something over, I'll see it, and I'll get rid of it. Chaya, the mishari but a chaya, if it's around my property, is going to hide the food. So aim alone, maybe I can't feed him even that early. In the morning, maybe I can't feed him that day at all, uh, with chametz. And if it had only taught me chaya, because the same reasoning. If a chaya gets food, if it leaves it, it's going to hide it, and it won't be exposed. It could be that a behema will take it, eat it, leave some over, and it'll be exposed, and I won't pay attention to it. Then I'll really violate it, shall not be seen, and shall not be found in your property. So, Amalo, therefore I would think that a behemah cannot be given food at that time. Tzricha, so I see, I see now why neither one could lead, could lead to the other. I need both. Ofot lamali, so why is ofot there? Once you mention they also mention Ofot because that's the typical rhetorical string, what the Yushalmi calls a Shegret Leshna. Uh, and so therefore it left Ofot in there even though it really was not necessary. 
Mochro legoi, you could sell it to a goi. Pshita, it's obvious. So, afukim haitan and atani, we have a bright up at the, in the, towards the end of the first paragraph of Shabbat. You're not allowed to sell your chametz to a goy unless you know it'll be done by Pesach. That's part of Rachamah's whole approach of you can't give clothes to the cleaner unless you know that he'll be finished with them on Friday before Shabbat starts, etc. Beitil says exactly what our Mishnah said. For however long you're allowed to eat, you're allowed to sell it. You know, there's a side point, kutach, chomene kutach, these are these very, very long-lasting mashes of chametz and of honey and sour milk. Since Pesach starts 30 days before, as we saw near the beginning of the first parak, the, the laws of Pesach kick in. Uh, therefore, he says, a, uh, the kutach can't be sold to a goy even 30 days before, which is a little bit of Beit Shammai's opinion, except that it's uh, that not fully, because here it's absolutely clear that it will not be finished by Pesach, because this stuff lasts forever, and they eat it slowly. All right, then the Mishnah then said that you could feed it, you could sell it, and mutar bahana asop shita. It's obvious, because once you said you could do all those things, that follows. So, lo mano. So we have a unique, a, a kind of a specific case here, where you singed it before the time is up, that supports If you singe the chametz and essentially made it non-edible before its time, you're allowed to get hana even after its time. Once the time has already passed, then you're not allowed to get hana'a. That's in the Mishnah. So pshita, that's obvious. Meaning even in the sixth hour, which is the Rabbanan. We get on Bar Yosef and Rabbi Yochanan. We saw this also in the first parak. Kadesh to the Mala. If you use uh, if you use chametz for kiddushin, which you could do, it's valuable. Any time from six hours on, meaning from an hour before midday and on, even this very poor quality stuff, it's not really eaten. There is not even a scintilla of suspicion that kiddushin are valid. Mishnah then said you can't use it for fuel. So this is even according to Rabbi Yehuda. We saw at the end of the Mishnah the only proper method of biur chametz is burning. I might have thought since he said you have to burn it. Maybe while you're using it to burn, you can also get benefit like cook with it. Kamash malan that you can't. Okay, now we start on a sugya that's going to take us through uh, several podcasts, and that is the source of the isur of hana'a of chametz and where that all leads to. Amachizkia, Chizkia was of course one of the sons of Rabbechia, so this is now first generation Amorai heir to Israel. How do we know that you can't get hana from chametz of Pesach? Shenemar lo yeachel chametz. Chametz may not be eaten, meaning lo yehibo heter achila. There's no heter of it being eaten. Tam and chatav achman lo yeachel chametz. That's only because the Torah wrote it with that particular um, vocalization. Halo katav lo yeachel. If it didn't say it shall not be eaten, I mean a yisur achila mashma, yisur hanaal lo mashma. Then it would imply you're not allowed to eat it, but you're allowed to get benefit. If it just said lo tochal chametz. This is at odds with Rabbi Avau. The Amir Rabbi Avau, and Rabbi Avau is going to be the central character in this whole next piece. Anytime the Torah says, don't eat it. That implies both a prohibition of eating and a prohibition of hana'ah. 
Uh, until the Torah goes out of its way and explicitly tells you that you may benefit from it as it did in the case of the Nevelah. In other words, what we're going to see in the Nevelah where the Torah goes out of its way to say you may sell it or you may give it away tells us that wherever the Torah doesn't say that, you may not do those things. You're not allowed to eat a Nevelah. Now this is the famous passage from the Sifri that looks at the two uh, pr- uh, permissible disposals of the nevela, either to give it to a ger, that's a ger toshav, or sell it to an outsider. Ain the elo ger, an outsider meaning a non-Jew, who's a non-ger. Ain the elo ger minetina All I know from here is that I can give it to a ger or sell it to a goy. Again, a ger toshav is somebody who's not Jewish, but he's accepted the shivam and shavim from Noach. How do I know that I could even sell it to a ger? So if you parse it differently, it would read, you can give it or sell it to the ger. How do I know that I could give it to a goy? Again, parse it differently, just put the nachta, as it were, in a different place, and it would say, give it or sell it to a goy. So Mayor says, mix and match, you could give it or sell it to either one of them. Rabbi Yudah disagrees and says that it's exactly the way it's written and only that way. You only can only, may only give it to a ger and may only sell it to a goy. My Tamiruda, what's Rabbi reason? Because if the things were the way Rameir read, you could, they should have said, give it or sell to the ger. Oh, Ramali, why did it say, oh, you either give it to the ger or sell to the goy? I'm to tell you that it's, these are the only two options. For Rameir says, oh, Rameir says that the oh is just simply creating a priority, that the first guy, the, the ideal thing to do is to give it to the ger. If that's not possible, there's no ger toshav around, which there hasn't been for many, many years, then you could sell it to a goy. For Behuda says, that you don't need a word O to tell you that. We are obligated to sustain and take care of a ger toshav. But not so with a goy. And therefore, we do not need a pasuk. It's just reasonable, and therefore the O must be there to say only these two options. Says you could do either one with either one. Now we get back to Rabbi Avau. Since the Torah had to go out of its way and say you can get Hana'a from a Nevela, what's the implication? Everywhere else the Torah said you can't eat something. That implies that you may not eat nor get Hana'a. Because here the Torah went out of its way to say you may get Hana'a. Who says it's there to tell you specifically, give to a ger, sell to a goy. According to him, Rabbi Avau would have to explain why would Rabbi Yehuda agree that all Yisurim are automatically Yisurayana'a. He would say that the details given in the case of Nevela are not there to imply that in another case Yisurayana'a, but to tell you the important information of proper disposal. So the answer is What do you do with a trefa? You throw it to the dogs. Meaning you can get hana, you can feed it to your dogs. And the diuk is that one you could throw to the dogs. But not other things. 
Rameyer says, Oto Atamashtachakel, Rameyer now has the extra Oto. What does it mean? Viatamashtachakel, Chulin Shnish Chatuba Zara. He says that Oto is there specifically to exclude Chulin that were slaughtered in the Azara. And, uh, and that they aren't thrown to the dogs. Rabbiuda's answer will be, it's famous Machlok, Rabbi Yochan Mishlokish, whether Chulin Shichatu Bazara is an Isu Doraita or Durabanan. And Rabbi Yehuda would take the position that it's Durabanan, therefore the Torah can't be excluding it if it doesn't exist from the Torah's perspective. And therefore, like Kelavtash Tichunoto is there for to tell you that this is the only one you can get benefit from, but not others. This is all within Rabbi Avahu's world. And what we're going to see in the next podcast is a whole series of Isurim in the Torah, with you're not, of, of Machalot Asurot, things you're not allowed to eat, where you're also allowed to get benefit, which seems to continually scotch Rabbi Avahu's approach, and we'll find defenses for them. Meantime, we should have a wonderful day.